prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you anoint everyone here. Father, even as your presence is resting in this place right now, thank you, Father, that you go before me to anoint hearts to receive and ears to hear. Father, that your word goes through me. Father, that it only be your word and nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So my title tonight is You Shall Receive Power. If you're taking notes, um, and it's uh, another uh, quick story was um, because I had felt, you know, the Lord putting on this, on, this on my heart, especially recently to share, um, because the Lord's given me a couple of um, ministry ideas, and one of them being something, a ministry uh, dedicated more towards women, being called Valor Hour. And so the Lord gave me that at the end of 2020 um, because I felt like I wanted to do something for women, you know, younger, older, whatever the case, moms, not moms, and something to encourage them because there's a lot of ministry, especially that I'm finding out now, um, that goes into just being a wife, just being a mom, just, well, not that I, I don't know that yet, no surprises, this Mother's Day, okay, so, but like just be, but like being around other moms, I see, like that's a ministry, raising kids is a ministry, um, you know, and one day I'll experience that, but uh, this isn't like, because, you know, I thought it was really, I thought it'd be really funny this Mother's Day to be like, surprise, I got you chickens, <laughs> um, but but, you know, so the Lord put that on my heart uh, to, to start something for women. And so I, I started this um, ministry called Valor Hour, and, and you can check it out uh, on social media or valorhour.com um, to learn more about it because I'm not going to – well, but this is, like, kind of my message tonight because I really felt the Lord stirring up inside of me, especially this year, um, for more boldness. And, and and to rise with boldness. And so uh, the motto became to rise with boldness in the final hour because this really is the final hour. And, and now is the time for us to rise up in boldness. And so I, I felt the Lord lead me um, to talk about boldness and to talk about the, the power that we receive when we become Christians, when we give our lives to the Lord, that power of boldness uh, to to preach and to teach and to lead others to the Lord, like that comes on us when we accept Jesus into our heart because he gives us that power. And another side note before I really get into this um, was when I was in school, and I just want to get this out of the way now. Uh, when I was in school, we took a um, class, a homiletics class to teach us how to uh, write a message, how to preach, how and, and the points. And I will say this, um, I had my message, and the teacher went over it with me, and he said, this is really good, and he gave me some pointers and stuff. But one of the main things they were teaching us was you had 10 minutes, they, like, they gave us a time, you had 10 minutes to, to really to preach this and to see this happen, and, and that was like our test. And so we had like a number of things that we had to do and in that 10 minutes and keep it at that time. And, and one thing they taught us was, um, limit any distractions in your appearance. They said people get very distracted easily when you're preaching, if something's like hanging out of your pocket or you got like a, a loose thing or something like that. And I got up that morning, I got ready. It was my day to preach. I had 10 minutes, it was a big deal, it was a really big deal. 
first time ever <laughs> preaching. It was a really big deal for me. And you're preaching in front of all the students, and, and I went up there, and man, I just, I just went for it. I didn't look at anybody. I was just went for it. And I saw, and I would see like people, I was like trying to really make eye contact and people started crying in the, and I'm not boasting in me at all, but I'm just letting you know, like I was going for it. So much so that I couldn't see my friends in the very back of the room going like this. Because somehow before I got up to minister, my hair just stuck straight up. It just went straight up. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. It just went straight up. And I was I was preaching and and you know what? The only people who remember that day <laughs> of that happening was my friends. They remembered me going up and trying to get my attention and let me know, "Hey, your hair's sticking straight up, Sarah. Please fix it's like the distraction." But you know the teacher after he told me, he didn't say anything about it. He said, "You know, that was that was a great message. And then still years later, when I go back and visit, he still remembers my message. Of, and that's not to boast in me at all. It was the Lord that gave that word to me and, and really helped me deliver because I wasn't like a, a person to speak in front of people or anything like that. So all of that to say, if y'all see my hair fly up, just look down. Just look down. Pay attention to the message. Listen to the words because I feel it. It is anointed. I'll let you know right now, I felt it come from the Lord. So if you see like string hang, just look down and listen. Really in tune your mind to listen. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm just going to cover all the bases here. You know what I mean? If my shoes fall off, just, just keep, you know what, look up to the ceiling and just say, praise Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. All right. So you shall receive power. My first, uh, the Lord gave me two specific scriptures for this. And they were the only two scriptures that I really felt. I woke up this morning um, because, you know, last night my mom uh, ended her message and she said, you know, Sarah's got a word from God. And I was like, amen. <laughs> amen. Lord, you hear that, right? And so I was praying last night. I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to really <laughs> stir it up, Lord. In my sleep, you're going to have to give me a dream of this, like, word of God here. You know, because I had, like, the gist of it, but I had gotten, like, nothing. You're right. This whole week I knew like what, but it wasn't like solid. It wasn't like this is what it's going to be. And, and this is what it's and You know, it was none of that. It was like, it could be this. And then, you know, I'd be like making lunch or something. Be like, oh, you know, I could go this way, you know. So throughout the week, I like had the idea of what I wanted to speak on. But but this morning I woke up and the Lord supernaturally just downloaded. It. He said, these are the two scriptures. This is how you're going to link it. And you're going to go from there. And so this whole afternoon I was, I was studying it out and I was writing it out so it could be a word. Amen. So starting in um, Acts 1.8. So title of the message, you shall receive power. So Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. My second scripture is 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So you shall receive power. And it says in 2 Timothy, God has given us power. So the definition of power. Power is the ability to do or act capable of doing or accomplishing something. You see that all, all of those, those are actions. You're, the uh, ability, 
to do or act. Another definition for valor, which can be intertwined with power, is strength of mind or spirit that enables a person to encounter danger with firmness. Personal bravery, which is where the name Valor Hour came. So power is what he has given us. Uh, he has not given us a spirit of fear. The definition of fear is a, distress, a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., whether the threat is real or imagined. So fear, and the medical definition is an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, real or imagined. So fear is a feeling, it's an emotion. Power is an action, it's an ability, it's, it, you're able to act. Fear is just something that we can feel whether the danger is real or not, you know. Power is something that we have no matter if we feel it or not. When the Lord says he's given us power, I can wake up one morning and not feel it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Fear is something that I, I, only, I only yield into it when I feel it and I, and I yield into that. But power I have regardless if I feel it or not. So fear is something that's allowed in. Power is there no matter if we feel it or not. You know, you think of someone in power, they can wake up one morning and not feel it. That doesn't mean that they're still not in power. You know, you think someone who has authority like a judge or a police officer or something like that, you know, they might wake up one day and just feel like average Joe. But that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that they have power backing them. So someone can wake up and feel fear, but fear can only last as long as we allow it. Fear will cripple you. Fear will put you into a fight or flight mode. Without the proper training, you can freeze up in a situation instead of conquering it. And you know, I went to personal training classes before, and this is, this is stuff that they teach you, is like how to conquer that fight or flight mode. If something were to, to hop out at you or, or jump or scare you, you know, if someone um, you know, pulled a gun on you and what makes you just freeze up is because like you don't have the training on what to do in a situation like that. And so that's what they were really trying to teach. But it made me think, you know, it's the same thing in the spiritual realm. You know, something scary, fear can come in in the spiritual realm and we just like, we freeze. We're like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? And you're trying to like figure, and you go into that flight, fight or flight mode, you don't know what to do. But a lot of times that's because we don't have the proper training in the word to know what to do in that situation. So if something were to come up, you know, if you were to, you know, something were to happen, you were to lose everything or a sudden death or an illness in the family or some, someone, you know, and you just go into this, oh my, you go into this fear and let this fear come in and surround you. It's because you have to build yourself up even when the threat isn't there. You know, like I, I, I build myself up on knowing that, you know, I'm saved, my husband's saved, our family is saved, we're healed, we walk in that healing, even before we get sick. Like, I don't wait until I get sick to speak healing over me. So that way, I'm already, I'm training myself, it's like a personal training, that I'm training myself, Lord, you've given me perfect health, thank you, Lord, that I have, I'm a, I have, uh, you know, my organs work properly, I breathe properly, I do, and so when something comes in to try to attack, I'm, I'm not in that freeze mode. 
I'm already built up and I'm encouraging myself. Like I'm already, I'm on the, the, is it offense or defense? De- offense. I'm already on the offense. You see what I mean? Offense. <laughs> I'm already ready. <laughs> because he's given us that power. So I want to share with you some things that we've been given the power to do. And I wanted, I was going to originally just share on the power um, of being a witness of Acts 1-8, of being a witness of the power we have to soul win, because it's really something that's changed my life. And, you know, it's easy to talk about scripture, but when you've encountered that, it's like that's when you've had that life-changing moment of, I know this works. So it's like, I can tell you all day, like the Lord will take out timidity. The Lord will put boldness in you. But like, it, it could just be words until you experience it which was what happened for me. I was like, yeah, okay, okay. But then when I experienced it and I, when I felt that and when I walked in that, it was like a whole other level. And, it's, and, and once I started, it's like you can't go back from that because you, you always have that to remember. So the first thing I'm going to say is we have the power to be a witness. One of the many, I didn't number them or put them in any specific order, but I am starting with this. We have a power to be a witness like it says in Acts 1.8. So I wanted to share about the first time that I ever went soul winning because I was someone that wouldn't talk to people or I'd been, I had been in many soul winning trainings for probably six months, probably before I ever went out on my own and won someone to the Lord. Like, like when we encourage people to come and just sit in a training, you know, we don't expect you to go out and like stand on the corner of the street and like start bringing people in because, you know, we understand that the more you sit under training, the more, you know, the repetition brings revelation. And and so I had sat in, under many teachings and I knew, I mean, I had the soul, like I had the gospel script memorized <laughs> and I had still never went out <laughs> and talked to anybody about it. And I realized that I had let that become a fear in my life. I had let talking to people become a fear in my life. And so I had heard a story of someone who overcame their fear is that they just, they just, um, you know, their method of getting, I think they had like a fear of heights or something. And they just like were sharing their method on how they got over their fear of heights, which was that they went on a glass elevator and rode it up and down until they were no longer afraid of heights. And so I said, you know what? And the whole time they were screaming, I will not be afraid of heights. You know, they're like really getting, like really penetrating in. I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to try it. And so one night after a, a church service, I went to a Walmart parking lot and which let me tell you is completely different than a Saturday afternoon. We do have soul winning tomorrow at 12 plug. Uh, and it's completely different when you go at night, especially in a sketchy area, which is what I did. I said, you know what? And I sat in my car and I sat there and I said, I will not be afraid of soul winning. I will not be afraid to talk to someone. I will not be afraid to share the gospel. And I just, I just built myself up. I just sat there for probably 20 minutes. I mean, I was yelling. I was like, I will not be afraid. Like I, I wanted this fear gone. And I walked inside and I'm like, I'm not letting myself leave until I've talked to one person about the Lord until I've shared with one person. And so I'm walking down the aisles and I'm like, not that person, not that person, God, not that person. (laughs) I'm like, not that person. They're just, you know, I mean, there's people, there's people there and you're just like, not that person, God. And like, I'm just walking around and I find myself in like the back of Walmart. I mean, it's probably like 10 o'clock at night in the shoe section of Walmart. And there's this gentleman back there and, you know, 
I was like, why are you buying shoes so late? But I was like, okay, maybe, you know, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk to him. And so I started, I just started, I was like, oh, hi, sir, how are you? And it sounded just like that. Voice went up. Voice went way up. I was like, so nice to see you tonight. Um, and then I, and then he's like, and he was the most relaxed man. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just. And, and so I said, has anyone ever told you God loves you? And he said, oh, yeah. And I'm like, great. Uh, if anything were to happen, you know, I'm like trying to like pu push myself out there. And I'm pretty sure the guy was saved, to be honest. He's like, oh, yeah. I said, well, I just want to pray, pray with you. But you know what? And, and he, he appreciated the prayer. But you know what it did for me? It was like, oh, that was it. That was it. Oh, that's all. Oh, well, I did it with him. I could, I could go talk to someone else. I could, I could go talk to this person. I could go, I mean, I could, you know. And so that's what it did was because it, it, it broke that fear of the unknown off of me. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're starting something you've never done before, um, it, there's that, that trembling <laughs> that can come on you, you know, because I've worked in, um, in uh, like, uh, for instance, like TV before when I first started doing broadcasts for um, a different ministry, I was working on that we were going on TV. And so I had to run a broadcast for TV time. And so I had to be very accurate on the count in and the count out. And it was like I was the one that was in charge of it. And it was like I was sweating. And I was shaking and I was nervous and I was like, I don't want to mess this up. I've never done this before. But, you know, after like a, a couple times, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. Or, or, you know, like after a week, it just became second nature. And then we were doing it like 10 times a day and we just didn't even care. But, you know, it's like that you build up that, that power within you to do the job. And so it's like something may seem like it's frightening at first, but you, you go against that. And once you go against it, because it says resist the enemy and he will flee, it says as soon as you resist that, then it has to flee. And then it was, I was able to go from shaking under fear at Walmart at 10 o'clock with one of the sweetest old gentlemen that I probably could have ever found to, to talk to about the Lord. And in that same year, God, God used me from that moment within a year to lead over 800 people to the Lord within that first year. So, and that, that's all glory to him because I couldn't even talk to people, you know, and you see that even happening with Peter where he denied the Lord in front of three, three girls by a fire. They're just, you know, hanging out and he's denying the Lord. But then that power came on him and he was out leading people to the Lord like nobody's business. And it's that same power that he's given us to be a witness, to be able to go out and preach and teach and, and win souls is the same power that's still working today. And it's like once you do it, because then it's like once you lead one person to the Lord, then you then you go lead two and then you go lead three, then you go lead a group. And then before you knew it, like the Lord was putting me in places where I was leading um, 120 people, like crowds of people at the same time, just be like stand up on a table, do it like however you need to do it for so they can hear you type of thing. And it was like such a testament to the Lord bringing me to that place because I broke the fear off. And it was once I broke the fear off, you know, it, it never, it never came back on there. Sure. There were times where, you know, I kind of like backed off soul winning as hard as I was when I was, you know, other places. And then I had to go do it again. And it was like, you know, 
all right, Lord, help. How do I talk to these people? Or like I was in a different place because for some reason I always thought like only Florida people were receptive to the gospel. I was like, okay, I'm moving out of a different state. Like these people are not going to like be, but it's like the same people are all over. And it's like, no matter if you're in your hometown or you're visiting or you're whatever. And, and the Lord like said, no, you've already done this before. This should be like a second nature now because this, you've already, you've already done this. And so it was something that was such a testament to that, that power that you receive. Because we also have the power to not fear. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You know, God's not, God's not in the business of embarrassing his children. You know, so sometimes we think like, oh, you know, even for us, like moving here, it was like, you know, we could have let fear creep in like, like, oh, well, you're, you're going to step out of the will of God and you're just going to move there because you, you want to be closer to family and how dare you and, you know, all these things. But it was like that was a desire of our heart. But it was also like God's not going to embarrass us. So if he told us to come here, it doesn't matter what other people say, because, you know, I'm sure to the outside world, it was like, people were like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going to Rockford? Like, what are you talking about? You know, like all of those things. But it was like, we knew that we heard from the Lord and he's not going to embarrass us. He's going to bring us somewhere where he wants us to be and we're going to be obedient and we're going to see the blessing. So we don't, we, you know, this whole, I mean, our whole experience of being married, like we haven't had to fear about anything, not where we're going to live, what we're going to drive, what we're going to eat. Like we, we know that the Lord is going to take care of us. We also, as Christians, as believers, have the power to live a new life. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this means that anything, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And so this was important, and the reason why this, this scripture was important to me to include is because a lot of times I've, I find um, myself being included when I, you know, get, when I got saved was people still think that they have to live their old ways even after they're saved. And a lot of times people use, people use like, well, I'm an introvert, as a crutch to, well, you know, God's not going to call me to, like, lead people to the Lord because I don't talk to people. <laughs> and I thought that was, I, I honestly was like, you know what, I'm going to have a YouTube ministry. I'm just going to talk into a camera. I won't ever have to look at a face. I won't ever have to see anyone. I'll just lead people to the Lord. But the Lord's like, no, 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 you don't get, you don't get to fall back on that excuse because you're a new creation. Yay, you're now an extrovert. <laughs> like, that was like the Lord, like, really brought that on me was because, you know, I always grew up thinking, like, well, you know, I'm, I'm more, I, people have always said, like, you're shy, and, and you don't want to talk in front of people, and you don't make eye contact, and all this stuff, and, and I realized, like, I don't have to identify with my old life. I don't have to take that into my new life. So whatever habits I had in my old life, I'm a new creation. I don't have to bring those into my new life. I can be whatever I want. I can be outgoing. I can be fun. I can be spontaneous. You know, I, I, I'm very, and I'm a very, you know, analytical person. And I bring myself out of that every day. 
every day. It's on a daily because I married the most spontaneous person. And, and I love it. I love it so much because it's like every day is a new adventure. It's like, what are we going to do? But I'm like, I want to have it planned. I want to have it structured. I want it color coded. I want it like, you know, and he's just like, hey, let's go. Let's go do this. And it's like, and I love that because it forces me to be uncomfortable. And, and he even pushes me like in that when I don't feel like, not that when I don't feel like doing ministry, but when I just want to focus on my day. It'll be like, hey, you know, why don't you go talk to that person? Or, hey, why don't you reach out to this person? Or, hey, why don't you say this to that person? It's like, no, I just want to focus on my day. (laughs) I just want to go into Walmart, get the soup, and get out. And he's just like, hey, you know what? Let's let's go and and let's take this turn, you know. And it and it's fun because it's like I'm I'm constantly reminding myself I'm a new creation, I'm a new person, I have a new personality, you know. Before I was like. Sure, people might have thought I was like depressed and and all of those things, but it's like no, I'm I'm fun, I'm full of joy, you know. Whether my face looks like it or not, I'm like yes, Lord, yes, Lord, because I have a resting face that makes even my husband say what's wrong, and I'm just like I'm, nothing is wrong. I don't have anything wrong. I'm just like I'm so happy. I can look like that and just be so happy, and so, but I'm constantly reminding myself I'm full of joy. I'm full of it. I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. And so that leads me to my next one. Because you are a new creation, you also have the power to access a new mind. In 1 Corinthians 2, it talks about how we have the mind of Christ. So because of this power that he's given us, we have power to access a new mindset. You know, maybe you have you've had these negative patterns of thinking. Maybe you've had these thoughts that you just can't feel like you take captive. He's given us the power to take all thoughts captive. He's given us the power to think good thoughts on ourselves, on our finances, on our marriage, on our household. Like he's given us that power to do that. We also have the power to testify and overcome. In Revelation 12, 11, it says, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. So that power to testify, that power to be able to rise up in boldness and say, you know what, I'm going to overcome this and I'm going to have the testimony for it. God's going to turn it around for my good. It might not look good for my family right now. It might not look like this will ever be something that, you know, people might think they're going to make a mockery of me, but I'm not. I'm going to turn this around. And he's given us that power to do it. And I love because at the end of that, it says, and they... Um, they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. We have the power over the fear of death. And I just felt to add this in because, you know, you never know what people are, you know, what people battle with or what people have to go through on a day-to-day because even though, you know, for me, I'm not afraid to die. But that doesn't mean that everyone in this room isn't afraid of death. So if this... If this, you know, is for you, then then that's why the Lord wanted me to put this in here. Because in Philippians 1.21, it says, For to me, to live is Christ. He is my source of joy, my reason to live, and to die is gain, for I will be with him eternally. You know, we live on this earth for our assignment to reach the lost. Everyone is called to do different things, but we're all called to win souls and populate heaven. So, you know, there's no reason to have a fear of death because to to be you know to be um 
absent with the body is to be yes he's giving it to me right now as i as i'm as i'm preaching this word yes go search this out in your own time amen because that it's it's <laughs> it's not something that we have to fear no but really it it really isn't something worth letting the enemy talk you out of, you know, well, you know, you should be afraid. Because I've met people that were afraid of death. And it and it was something that I, it just dawned on me today. Like, he's given us the power over fear. He's given us the power to live whatever life we want, to think whatever we want to think, to, to be whoever we want to be. And so take that, take that advantage. If you walk out of this place tonight with nothing else, know this, that you have the power to live your life how you want it. If it doesn't look like what you want it to look like, have him help you get to where he wants it to be. If you don't have, if you feel like you don't have the personality or you're too timid or you don't, you know, you have this fear, that fear, or this is wrong with this. And, and my family looks like this and my marriage looks like this. Like know that God has given us the power to choose what we want to do with our life. And that also means that he's given us the power to choose to live the way he wants us us to live, which means that he's given us the power to have the best possible life on this earth. Because, you know, and it's funny because it reminded me of this, um, this funny saying from like, you know, if you ever talk to like bodybuilders and stuff, they'll, they'll ask you like, oh, what do you, what do you eat? And like, what do you do for, you know, and things like that. And, and bodybuilders will have this mentality of like, well, I don't eat you know, for pleasure, I, I eat to get big and I eat to fuel my body and I don't eat, you know, to enjoy it. And it's like, I feel like a lot of people live their life like that. Like, well, I don't live this life, you know, for pleasure. I live this life only to get through and, and to, to win, the, you know, run my race and things like that. But it's like, God didn't just put you here just for that. God's put you here to enjoy life. God's put you here to enjoy things. You know, like he might have given you passions that have nothing to do with ministry per se, but just stuff that you and like, like to do. And he, he wants that for us. He wants you to have whatever it is that you want. He didn't just put you here just to like work for him and, and, and get nothing on this life. He, he wants you to enjoy your life. Amen. Which brings me to my next one. We have the power to create wealth, which this was a bonus one, but Deuteronomy 8.18 says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. And in some translations, it says the power to get success, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. So he's given us the power to create wealth. And, you know, this was something that I wanted to, to throw in because I feel like a lot of not, not a lot of people understand this, but, but God is the one who can give you that idea to create something, that idea to invest in something, that idea to just invent, you know, something and just turn your whole life around. You know what I mean? Like God can be the one that, you know, and that was something that I've, I've sat down with the Lord when I wasn't happy with where I was at. I was like, Lord, what do I need to do? And he just gives these ideas. And I'm like, wow, that's it. That's what I need to do. And it brings you right out of it, you know? So, and don't, don't think that, you know, he won't speak to you about it, you know, it might seem something crazy, but sometimes, you know, he's really into the crazy. <laughs> he's really into the crazy because it, it's no glory to me, but all glory to him. You know, he's into like shocking people, especially like friends and family who are like, where did that come from? Because it's only through him that he can do that and that you give all glory to him. 
The next one is we have power to resurrect. In Romans 8, 11, it says the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So we have the power to resurrect. If something is dying in our bodies, we have the power to call life back into it. If something is dying in your marriage, you have the power to resurrect it. If something doesn't look good in your family, you have the power to call it back to life. If something doesn't look good at your job, in your house, you have the power to call that thing back to life because he's given that same power. He's given that to us. So we have the power, and this was really good because the Lord also gave this to me. We have the power to be life givers in every dead and dark situation. Because it's not just so much, you know, because I, I wanted to talk about being a life giver. And it's not about like a mom giving, a woman bringing life into the earth. But it's like, as Christians, we're called to be a light in the darkness. We're called to bring that life in. So, you know, whether you're ministering to someone, whether you're talking to a friend, maybe you're talking to your parents or a spouse or son, daughter, family, whoever, like you are called to be a life giver. You're called to speak life into situations. You know, when someone's really going through it, you're called to be that encouragement, that life in a situation. If you know someone who's like, they're just going through it, you know, God's put us here to be life givers. And I'm just going to, I'm going to close with this. How'd I do? Amen. And as you can all stand as I close with this one, because this was, this was some, this was the kicker for me because the Lord said this is how he wants it done. Amen. So we have the power to keep going. We have the power to keep going. Of all the things we have the power to do, we have the power to keep going. I wanted to read 2 Corinthians 6, starting in verse 3. It's talking about Paul and, and the things he went through. He said, we live in such a way that one will... Sorry. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We, have, we prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. Verse 7 says, We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of our righteousness in the right hand for attack and in the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we have joy. We are poor, but we have spiritual rich. We give spiritual riches to other others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. Amen. So here you see Paul's talking about, you know, we've been slandered. 
We've been beaten and bruised. We've been in prison. We've been locked up. We've been made fun of. But God's power is working in us. And the Lord had me say this because he said, you have the power to keep going. No matter what it looks like on the left or on the right, I have given you my power to keep going. No matter what they say about you, no matter what they slander you, no matter if they make you out like you're psychotic, you have the power to keep going. And I wanted to open up the altars tonight with this because a lot of times, you know, and like I said, I don't know what everyone goes through. I don't know what you go home to. I don't know what you wake up to, but I want to encourage you that if you felt any of those things that I've, I've talked about tonight, whether it's you, you don't, you feel fear, whether it's a fear of death, maybe you feel timid, maybe you feel shy, maybe you don't feel like you could ever speak to someone about the Lord. Maybe you feel like you're just going through it. You know, the Lord even called in before he sent out disciples, he called them in. It said in this word that he called them in and gave them power to go out. And he told them what to bring and what not to bring and where to stay and what to do. And he gave them the power. So I wanted to open up the altars tonight that if you feel like you just need that refreshing of a power or you need the fear broken off of you, I want you to line up and I'm going to lay my hands on you. And when I do, the same power that God is, has put on the inside of me is going to transfer over to you. The power to be a witness, the power to win souls, the power to be to break fear off. To break fear off of you once and for all. No matter what it is. Amen? And everyone watching online, we love you. Thank you for joining us. Come, come to an in-person service. Amen. I know the anointing is transferable, but there's nothing like being inside a, a church. Amen. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.